What's up? You are now listening to the Next Level Confident Podcast with Janelle and A. If you are ready to challenge your previous ways of thinking and take action on the bold, purpose-driven life you were created for, you'll want to keep listening. On the show, we will vulnerably discuss finding your purpose in life, strengthening your mindset, building quality relationships, and prioritizing your health. I hope you're as excited as I am. Let's do this. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Next Level Confident Podcast. I am pumped to bring on this beautiful host today. This is Natalie Adele, and she is the co-owner of a yoga studio and spa called Vasu Tribe in Hartford, Connecticut. And today she's going to share with us five lessons that she's learned from a phone vacation. (laughs) How's it going today, Natalie? It's going so well. Thank you. I'm just touching base from work and getting into my evening. So thank you. Thank you. Um, You guys listening, just so you know, you can connect with Natalie on Instagram at yogi underscore on underscore fire. Or you can check out her website, which is Vasu, and just to spell it for you, it's V-A-S-U tribe.com. And that is her yoga studio. So if you guys live in the Northeast or if you, you know, especially if you live in Connecticut, you should definitely be going to check it out. Okay. I'm going to let you take it from here, Natalie. What do you, what do you want to start with? All right. So we're going to be moving into a conversation of my experience from like a phone fast or a phone vacation. And I thought, you know, before we do this, why don't we all kind of drop in together, you and I, and anybody who's listening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it's driving on the Stairmaster, grocery shopping, maybe you're also Netflixing right now, turn it off. And let's just drop in together and start with three grounding breaths. It's a practice I really like to do, and I want to just really be mindful and present. So... If you're able to close your eyes, great. If not, keep them open. Eyes are closed. Just start to soften in the shoulders. Eyes are closed. Mine are two. And just sitting up nice and tall, chin away from chest. Maybe swallow here, soften the throat. And take a deep inhale slowly through the nose. And a gentle sigh through the mouth. Inhale through the nose. And a complete long exhale through the mouth. And one more cleansing breath in through the nose. Fill, fill, fill. And out the mouth. All right, let's open our eyes and begin. Here we are. I always just feel like a little bit more ready after three deep breaths yes it's crazy often we forget to breathe in our day-to-day life and just taking a few seconds to i'm so glad you did that here on the podcast because i guarantee someone just did it and it's like oh my heart rate just went down and And i didn't realize my shoulders were like this all day (laughs) and for me like having just arrived home from work like i want to be like in a different mindset right so it's like it's just wonderful and it's 
it's easy, right? So mm -hmm. sometimes it's so easy, we forget to do it. So that's why I wanted to prompt you guys to, to join me as we entered our space together. So yeah, so we had started the conversation about, you know, this, this phone fast that I did. And uh, I was preparing for a meditation retreat in the Catskills a few weeks ago. And I thought to myself, I think I'm ready to try out like a one day phone detox. Like what would that be like, you know? As I was preparing for that, the retreat was on a weekend and I was going to do it on a Monday. I thought, well, what would a whole week be like? You know, if I can do a day, what would a whole week be like? And so I decided even ahead of time, I'm going to do this whole week. And for me, the only way that was going to work was for me to shut it off completely and put it in a drawer. <laughs> So that's what that looks like for me in terms of what a phone, phone fast is. I literally shut it off and put it in a drawer. It was that simple. And, uh, you know, really kind of connecting to remembering that there was another way before this way that we're used to, mm -hmm. you know, and as I was like preparing for it, because it's definitely, I would recommend something that you would prepare for, right? Because I'll explain a little later some of the aha moments I had, but I, I think going off offline for one week is like, we need to like set some systems up and notify people and, you know, kind of things like that, depending on the lifestyle you have. But I was, I was talking to my family about it. My dad would just kind of laugh. And he's like, yeah, not like, this is what it was like, like not that long ago, <laughs> even in your lifetime. Yeah. He's, you know? like, oh, he's like, oh, you're so innovative. Like a whole week without your iPhone. Wow. I mean, even in our lifetime, you know, there was not a cell phone when I was growing up. It was the landline, but I, I don't remember that. And I didn't connect to that in a way as an adult and as a social working adult. You know, and and our, our family and, and prior generations do. So it's, it's an interesting sort of overlap. And yeah, so, what, so, can you explain really quickly what your why was? Like, why did you decide to do a whole week before that retreat? Slash, why would you do it for a whole week or even a day or two in general, even if you weren't going to a retreat? Well, you know, over the last couple of years, I've been really examining my relationship with my phone and I've practiced not sleeping with it in my room, which has been very profound, like not having it on my nightstand. Um, and so I, I've noticed how profound that can be. And that's when I just started thinking, well, what about a day? But then of course comes that, and I'm sure all of you guys listening at home are thinking, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but like I run a company. Yeah, but I run five companies. Yeah, but I have kids like, yeah, but yeah, but right. There are so many, like I, I heard that dialogue, which is why I didn't do it right? It's not for me. Like, I'm too important to go without a phone, right? We all <laughs> <Yeah>. think that. <laughs> yep. You hear all the time. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to, right? So, uh, you know, and the, the meditation retreat specifically that I was going on was in the woods and it was a very much a disconnect. And I knew for me, I wanted to maximize it and you know think about what can i do leading up to it and really get like the full 360 approach and you know i figured i'd do a social media cleanse and then i thought well why not do the phone because 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 there's loopholes for everything right because we could do the social media cleanse but then find another avenue that we're scrolling on you know <laughs> like just scrolling through your right or scrolling through your LinkedIn. Right, well, you, you, know? you say that well you say that one more time you froze up for a bit 
I was just saying, you know, we find the loopholes. So if we're going to disconnect from social media, but we still have our phone, we find lots of different things within the phone to keep us entertained, even if it's not social media, you know, texting and scrolling and the inbox, you know, there's so many things. So I, I remember to- I did, I did a fast one time and I, from Instagram, I think it was, but I ended up spending so much time on Pinterest that week, which I don't even use Pinterest. Like I literally don't use Pinterest at all for anything unless I'm designing my house. But it was literally like, oh my gosh, why are you on Pinterest? You would never be on Pinterest usually, but of course that was my loophole. Yep. Like note, note though. And I had noticed that too with other apps. And you realize how social other apps are, you know, that, that, that so much of what we use as consumers is designed to keep us there, you know, and engage there. And so, yeah, it's, it's really so true. And, you know, when you strip it all away, you're like, what am I going to do? Just like scroll my bank statement? Like there's nothing <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Which probably a lot of people listening, you might want to start doing that. Just saying, new year, new you. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a whole other podcast that I could listen to, actually. Exactly, exactly. Let me go and do that one. <laughs> I love it. Okay, cool. So that is a phone fast, turning off your phone and truly putting it away. And like you said, you have to prepare a little bit because like I did it recently and you have to like text your parents, for example, because they'll be like, you died or whatever. So you had to be like, hey, mom, dad, I'm turning off your phone. Well, oh, one time I did it and I forgot to tell them the extent. And they thought that it was going to be, I think, just for a day. It ended up being two or three days. So they got really worried. Luckily, I have Frankie. So they just got a hold of him. And they were like, is our daughter alive? And um, so there's miscommunication on the timing. So you actually have to be pretty clear about the timing even, I found. That's such a great point too. And it also makes you realize the standards or the boundaries you've allowed or you, or the stage that you've set with your, the people you work with and your friends and your family members, like some people after three hours will be like, are you okay? You know? So, or some people know, yep, it takes her a couple of days to write back. So what it really is a great mirror for the stage that you've set uh, with your communication you know, and how people react to that. It's really interesting. Yeah, for sure. And it's also a nice reminder to kind of in hindsight that we can, we can change things at any given moment, you know, like, yeah, maybe we're so sucked in a certain way or, you know, we're seeing this in such a linear way, but sometimes something drastic like removing it for a week is such a great reminder that you decide you decide how engaged you are with your phone. If people, if your inbox is flooded and you, you, you get back from the gym and you have 25 text notifications, you've set that stage, right? Mm. So you can also deconstruct that stage as well, which what I thought that? was an what interesting. To deconstruct it. I think to deconstruct it, I mean, for me, I'll, I would even say after that one week, I'm less apt to respond as quickly because I've given myself the space with my phone, getting texts less often. Maybe they're less often, but they're more substantial. Or maybe I'm getting a voice note instead of 25 texts from the same person throughout the day. So it's like less often, but more substance, you know, and, and more efficient with all of our time and energy. Yeah. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, definitely. And I guess what I'm thinking about is like how you said, like if, you, if you're done at the gym, you have 25 texts. Um, and if you like do work on your phone a lot, do you think that that's something that everyone can avoid? Like having those 25 texts or because if it's 25 different people, you know? Absolutely. One thing that I've started doing, and this is a new thing for me, is if I'm getting a bunch of texts, like I don't, um, after I've done my phone fast, I don't check my phone throughout my work day anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm mostly in my inbox or real, real time conversation throughout my work day. And then I, you know, kind of check all my text messages and some I reply to right away, the ones that like jazz me up or maybe are like more of a, a time priority. And then I kind of like wait a little bit, not that it's any less important, but it's just that, okay, I'm going to reserve my time for this one now and save a little bit for that one later. And, 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 and that's okay. And I also have to be okay with somebody taking a couple of days to write back to me as well. You know, right. it kind of works both ways now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's kind of like, got to remember that too, you know? You text someone and you're like five minutes later, you're like, why haven't you responded? You're like, oh wait, that's good. I don't respond. Well, like completely removed for lunch. Like this is important, you know? <laughs> it's a two-way street, sister. Two-way street. <laughs> yeah, that's a good it. reminder, you know? So, so you know, lesson, what is your first lesson that you want people to, to get from this and encourage them to getting off their phone and doing a phone vacation? Mm-hmm. I would say my first lesson and sort of insight is remembering how sacred social plans are. That someone deciding to carve out some of their day to spend with you, whether it's, you know, a a, a coffee day, a dinner date, brunch plans, a meeting at the gym to work out, like that's sacred. And I think in the availability that we all are in right now, we can, I know for me, I, I forgot that. And by sacred, I mean, honoring it, you know, not bailing last minute. When you don't have a phone, you can't be like, not feeling so hot. Can we do tomorrow instead? Love you, you know, yeah. or Hey, I'm running late. I'm running late. I got caught up at work. You know, I, you know, like, no, we have plans at five 30 and that's a priority and it's important that we're on time and that I don't fail and that we're at the same place at the same time that we said we were going to be. And it really brings like the validity to your intention and your integrity and, you know, I realized as I had these plans, I had to reach out to them the weekend before, like, hey, I know this is kind of weird, but we're getting together on Thursday. I know it's <laughs> Saturday. We're getting together on Thursday. Like, okay, I'm not going to have a phone, but just trust that I'll be there. Yes. You know? <laughs> and you better be too, or else I will show up and you will have no way to text me and say, I can't. <laughs> exactly. And then I'll be like, table for one, you know? Yeah. You know, and, you know, because I even think back to the days of landlines when, you know, if someone was having plans that was directly after work, if the other person's running late, you, you can't let them know. Like, it's just, it was such a, wow, this is the way it used to be. Mm. <laughs> it blew my mind. It blew my mind. And I love what you're saying about it. Also makes sense. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, on the flip side, you also can't do spontaneous plans, though. Right? Like, what are you doing right now? If you're out and about and you want to pop by, but there was more spontaneous visits than before cell phones, you would just show up, you know? 
That's true. Yeah, you could just go to someone's house and be like, hey, I'm here. And they wouldn't think it's weird. Whereas now you'd yeah. be like, did, did you text me? I don't remember right. you reaching out. <laughs> yeah. Right. So more spontaneous visits were a part of the culture back then, I would imagine. And, you know, popping into places where people work because, you know, they're there and just saying hi. That's cool. I love that. I love what you're saying about respecting people's time because you're right. When we all have, we all have busy lives, right? Everyone's always like, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. We are, we live in a busy, um, saturated world. And when someone does choose to carve out time, like even right now, you have carved out this time out of your evening of relaxing after work to share your mind and share your heart on this podcast. And that is an honor and that is a big deal. And it's, it's realizing that about each person who chooses to give that to you um, and not being flippant with it and not being like, eh, whatever, eh, whatever. Um, yeah, it's really good. Absolutely. It's sacred, right? It's all sacred. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah. All so right. Plant sacred is, is my, one of my lessons. Uh, the, one of the other ones that I found interesting. So, you know, you know, after this, I was like, nice job, Steve Jobs. Like you've done a great job, like ensuring that we really use so much on, on this, on this device of ours, you know, because I didn't realize how much I used the note feature, the note app, you know? So I use the notes app for grocery lists, you know, or I'm compiling a list as I'm going along or, mm, you know, I have a meeting that really allows for spontaneous thought and spontaneous uh, writing down of that thought, <laughs> you know? So without that, you know, I had to give myself the opportunity to remember, to actually think for a second, again, taking those deep breaths and being like, okay, what do I need from the grocery store? And when I go into the grocery store, like come back to that, you know, or, oh, you know, I have to remember to call Megan tomorrow. Okay. I have to give myself the opportunity to remember, you know, <laughs> let it sink in. That was an interesting one for me. And why do you think that's important? Like, I feel like I could hear someone listening right now be like, yeah, but what's the big deal about writing down a note to remember to call Megan? Or what's the big deal about writing down a note to go to the grocery store and get these certain things? Like, why do you think it's important to remember? Yeah, that's such a great question. Uh, it comes back down to me to trust, trusting, trusting, trusting. If I can't trust myself to remember something, how can I trust myself to make massive decisions, right? How can I trust myself to align with my intuition? Because to me, intuition is in that space. Intuition lives in that space of just allowing, of remembering. Let yourself breathe this note to yourself into your body and know that you will remember, Natalie. You will, you know? And, and that's where sort of playing with flow and intuition comes into, into a role for me and that remembering or else I'm relying on something to do that for me. And what am I capable of? Right? Mm -hmm. So you see, it's so 
small. It's so small, but it, to me, that's what was so profound about it. And it usually is for me, the, the smallest little whispers end up being really profound. And, you know, in hindsight, you know, because the, the phone fast itself was a unique experience, but then also the integration after it was a unique experience as well, because then you realize what stays with you, right? Yeah. And the allowing myself to remember, yeah, the allowing myself to remember has been really important. It could play into your dream in the morning. Can you just, before you do anything else, because you're not checking your phone because you don't have it, <laughs> Can you allow yourself to maybe remember your dream, right? So it's like the remembering. Yeah, that was a cool experience. Yeah, and, and everyone listening, Natalie and I had met at a get-together a couple weeks ago, and we started talking about this, and, and it's something that I'm so passionate about. Like, if you guys have been following me for a while, you know that I'm very passionate about, yeah, just being off your phone, not bringing... I actually, I do bring my phone into my room with me for my alarm because I actually just love the sound of that alarm. I hate classic alarm. I put it on airplane mode so that way I don't check it. Um, and I also have good self-control. Not everyone has self-control. So if you don't have self-control, don't bring your phone in your room and find a better mm. alarm that has a good, you know, more peaceful wake up or whatever. Um, That's alarming. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't wake you up being like, ah, what's happening? <laughs> Um, yeah, I have self-control so I can turn my phone on airplane mode and not check it for the first hour of my day, no problem. And I've gotten to a point where it gets pretty easy to even sometimes go like two hours without checking my phone, especially if I'm diving into a project at work. Um, it just helps me focus on the project. But that's why Natalie and I connected because we are both passionate about spending less time on social media, spending less time on the phone, and just realizing how present that makes you and realizing how um, important that is for, for so many different things. So, yeah. Hi friends. I wanted to tell you about this new thing I just launched. It's called the Confidence Workshop. The Confidence Workshop is a women's only leadership training for the ladies of corporate America. And you guys, it's honestly gonna revolutionize the workplace. What is the purpose of this workshop? You may be scratching your head, pondering deeply to yourself. <laughs> the Confidence Workshop is created to harness a unified company vision, build authentic relationships within the workplace, and give practical tools to support women in showing up powerfully every single day. Hand clap emojis. So if you know of a company or event that would be perfect for this workshop, please head on over to our website, JanelleLanae.com, and submit your request today. Thanks, and I can't wait to hear from you. Which Absolutely. brings us to number three. I don't yes. know, number three. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if you remember the show Blue's Clues. Do you remember that cartoon? Yes, yes. I have no <laughs> idea where you're going right now. <laughs> Stay with me here, guys. Stay exactly. with me. Here. Blues clues. <laughs> Can you sing the song or <laughs> no songs? That's next time. Okay. The guy from Blues Clues had his good old fashioned notebook, right? His handy dandy notebook. Handy dandy notebook. 
Something like that. And that's what I felt like. I have my handy dandy notebook. I have my handy dandy notebook. And well, because, you know, I, the, the point that I had made before was the notes, right? And remembering. So for me, like those things that I would breathe into my body and remember were, were little things like, oh, I need bananas, <laughs> right? Next time I go to the grocery store or let me remember to call Megan tomorrow and remind her to check in for the morning class or whatever. But then I found I was needing to write down things that were a little bit longer that I had to write them down. Okay. So when I went to the grocery store, for example, like I, I sat down and intentionally wrote down my grocery list or, you know, we were planning for a team meeting and I wanted to write down some thoughts. So I went through all my old journals because I have so many that I haven't yet written in, you know, waiting for the perfect time. And I carried my notebook around. It felt, and then, you know, I would ha I'd be at a cafe, like with my notebook, kind of jotting down some things and doodling in there, you know, like I don't doodle, I, I don't <laughs> doodle, <laughs> but I had a notebook, so I doodled and, you know, it was, it was also around the holidays. So I wrote like my Christmas shopping list in there as well. And everything just felt with this notebook, like very intentful and kind of it slowed down, like. I, you know, for those of you listening, like how often do we write anymore, right? Like how often do we pick up a pen? Do, like, do we even have a pen like accessible to us right now? I'm just saying, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you better freaking own a journal and you better pick up a pen because you follow Janelle and A and I have all the journals. You have, have oh, yeah. journal. You better have bought all my things that tell you journal because I'm such a big journaler. And your e-journal, yeah, get that journal yeah. going and flow it. Well, hopefully they do, but if they don't, definitely just shame them into doing so. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so you guys definitely have your pen flow going. So you, you know, you understand, right? Like that writing down something pen to paper is, is so different. The, the hand mechanism of it and the old fashioned pen of it is so much more profound and effective and meaningful than do -do 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 on the phone. Mm -hmm. and you can't just like delete it right like I still have in my journal if I flow back a few pages my grocery list from like a few weeks ago right and it's just it's it's a good way to sort of just keep track of the day-to-day -day and not just erase 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 and when I was going to the grocery store and I'm pushing my cart around and I'm looking at my little journal for my list I might as well oh, have my cut up coupons and call it a day <laughs> <laughs> wait hold on I have to stop you really fast because you said that you like one of your things was remembering and like remembering your grocery list. And then, and then now you're saying the like journaling the, the grocery list. So um, which one do you recommend between the two of them? Or is it just if, if it's a shorter list, yeah. you remember it by mind, but if it's a longer list by journal or something or. Exactly. So for example, what I typically would have done going back to like the grocery example, because I don't really sit down at one given time and think, what do I need for the grocery store? It's usually like, oh, I just took the last banana. I need more bananas. Oh, open up the note app, write down bananas to the ongoing list, right? right. Um, oh, you know, just ran out of deodorant, put that on the list. But what I was doing as I was running out of those things, that's the moment when I would remember not like remember you need more tampons you need <laughs> hopefully you don't forget that one <laughs> uh, and then I would actually sit down at the cafe I spent a lot of time at cafe 
days when I didn't have my phone and prepare my grocery list, you Uh know, prepare it so that I had a thing, a list of things that I needed. And and it may have been groceries. And also I have to go to Target because there's always something to get from Target, but I'm going in with a list and a purpose and an intention, right? So to answer your question, like the remembering things would be more one-off things, like like pings, you know, mm-hmm. um, versus the writing would be, okay, what am I going to cover at this meeting? Or, you know, what am I going to get from the grocery store? What am I going to get my mom for Christmas and my best friend for Christmas? Let me, let me kind of write that down. So it felt more journaly and meaningful than just listy ladies who list, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's so good. Thank you for explaining. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. What's your number four? Number four. So you had kind of alluded to this earlier of me recommend sleeping without a phone in the room. Um, so for me, that's a practice I was doing anyway. And this just sort of nailed it in, in terms of, so sleeping without my phone in my room is something I've been doing for a while, as I shared, but it just made me realize how wonderful it is to be analog, right? Analog in this digital world. And for me, really all of those things that I'm describing, getting an alarm clock, you know, leaving your phone outside your room like it would have been back in the day because it was a landline on the kitchen wall, right? (laughs) Writing down in a journal. These are all like analog things, like the good old fashioned way. So kind of remembering that, oh yeah, alarm clocks are a thing and I can buy one on Amazon right now. (laughs) Because I know for a lot of people who are listening, it's probably, well, but my phone is my alarm clock or, but I, or I meditate. That's another one I've heard a lot too is, well, I meditate on my phone, like using the Calm app. Right. And there, there's so many awesome resources on our phone. There's phone, there's alarms that slowly wake us up and there's inspiring quotes that we can read first thing in the morning. And yes, thank God, you know, for those of us who are using our phone, there's lots of really helpful tools to help make evening time a little bit more peaceful. Um, for me though, like I love having my alarm clock by my bed. And the reason I love it is I find that when I sleep without my phone in my room and generally what that looks like is consistency is key. So going about it this roughly the same time, you know, especially kind of Monday through Thursday, right? Sunday through Thursday. And an hour before that being technology phone free, right? And I find that when I do that, I'm reading more books. I'm reading more books. And, and it's as simple as that, which is a really valuable part for me, I know for you, and I'm sure right? That soul nourishment and knowledge. So I'm reading more, I'm journaling more, journaling more, you know, and I'm sleeping better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, yes. I remember when you and I were first chatting and we were joking, you know, that feeling when you're in bed or you're laying on your couch and you've been on social media for like 45 minutes with like your T-Rex arms and your phone cuddled into your chest and then all of a sudden your hands go numb and, and that's when you know it's time. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally like whoa it's time it's time to stop you know so you know that feeling of like whoa like what just happened like 45 minutes went by and I'm like knee deep down a rabbit hole I probably don't even you know it's not adding 
it's not adding right now at this moment. And it's, even if it's inspiring content, it's not adding because I'm not even mindful. Drifted away. Yeah. And yeah, and I'll add to that is just creating the space to think, you know? Mm. Um, I don't think we create enough time to just think about our life and be like, hey, am I happy with where I'm headed? Am mm. I, do I like my job? How's my relationship with my significant other going? Like when you don't have a phone and you just exist without any technology, even if it's only for like an hour or something, it still ends up, um, I don't know, it, it allows you to think more deeply about your life because I think we use technology to numb and be busy because we don't want to face what's actually happening in our life. Mm. And we don't want to face the things we don't like that are happening in our life. And Absolutely. when you strip that away, sometimes sucks, but you will begin to look at what needs to change. Absolutely. It's such a beautiful point, that stillness. And, you know, one thing I'll, I'll you know, note as well with, you know, continuing on the, the topic of the nighttime ritual is sometimes what I can find myself doing is, okay, don't have my phone in my room. That's an awesome first step. But what I can see myself doing sometimes then is picking up a book and cramming that in, you know? And, and it's usually like a, you know, a self-improvement book or a philosophical book or something to help me help others, right? So that's something else I've been exploring too, is like, what if I just lay there and that's it? <laughs> no music, no guided meditation app, no book even. And what would that be like, right? You know, so it's like, that's what's been so profound about this experience. And with any experiences, there's so many layers to it, right? With this sort of social experimentation, it's like, okay, now that's the new normal. Like for those of you who are listening, who are thinking, well, you know, I think I might start with like no phone on my lunch break. That's a beautiful place to start. And then that becomes your new normal. And then it's like, okay, no phone after dinner. And now you're going nine hours a day without a phone, maybe. So then a whole day is the new normal. Maybe every Monday you do a digital detox or every Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. So then a whole week. So it kind of like, it's all these layers. And so I'm kind of at this point now where I'm like, ooh, like what else am I filling my time with that maybe doesn't need to be there? You know, podcasts are amazing. You know, let's fill our time with like going for a walk and listening to a podcast, you know, instead of catching up with a friend, right? Like input, input. Yeah. Yeah. Or not doing either. Maybe turning off the podcast and going on a walk. I always tell people, go on a walk without your phone because you'll do your best thinking at that time. You'll be like outside, moving your body, hopefully sunshine. And totally. You're just thinking. All of them. All of them are great. Like you realize how many, how many, you know, apps you have on your phone, but then you also, it made me realize how many of those things are accessible on a computer, like from a desktop. So, you know, you can still have the podcast that day, but you're doing it at sitting down maybe light a candle and listen to your favorite podcast, right? Like just be there start with the three deep breaths. You're sitting down, you're present. I know, you know, so often I'm listening to audiobooks or podcasts, like, and I'm cleaning or doing something else or grocery shopping. Right. And it's like, well, got to rewind. 
So doing things from a computer setting when you don't have a phone is an interesting experience because you got to be stationary. You're not on the go, you know? Yeah. And like you're saying, if you were to do a phone fast, you could still use your computer like during the work day. And so you still might be able to respond to, you know, emails or texts or whatever on your computer throughout the day or music. Or, but once you close that computer, it's closed. And then you're able to truly be present, like you said, for dinner with, with you know, your family or um, exactly. just like kind of chill for an evening. Exactly. And chill and like, you know, find out what else there is to do. You know, what, what was interesting for me as a side note with this is I don't have Wi-Fi in my apartment because I'm like super minimalist. Like where, you know, I don't have Wi-Fi, I don't have a TV and all that, which I guess nowadays, like we could all get away with not having a TV or cable because, you know, it's Netflix and all that. But my phone is what I use as my hotspot. So then I was like, oh man, like I can't even use that. So when I got home at night, like it was like lights out. Like (laughs) (laughs) there was nothing to use. I was like, wow, you know, not even my Spotify. Oh man, you know? So that was interesting. Although, you know, that's, you know, there's different levels and layers of it, isn't there? Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, so what's number five? Number five, number five, and sort of the biggest take home for me overall, and ultimately why I was seeking this experience is to remember to sit in the pause, to just be in the pause, in that moment between moments, right? Like what I realized in having a phone is there's such a visceral reaction to it. There's such a body reaction to it. Like, oh, what's the weather tomorrow? Boom, reaches arm out, grabs phone, checks app, right? There's a physical reaction to every thought. Or hey, what, what shall I wear to the party? Texts friend, hey, what are you wearing? Right, so there's this very reactionary, if that's a word, um, state. And that really stresses out our nervous system. It's just constantly ready to find out whatever it is we need to know at any given time and to respond at any given time. So peeling away that, not being able to drop down if I'm out of a banana, not being able to just type into GPS how to get to somewhere that I probably already know how to get there, right? So just allowing myself to sit in the pause and those moments before bed, you know, am, am I bored right now? What is this feeling? I, I don't allow myself to feel this very often. What is this? Boredom. Is it boredom? You know, like I think so often we, if we strip away the distractions, you know, exactly what you were alluding to before, really dipping into the feeling. How am I feeling right now? Like, am I anxious? A- am I nervous? Am I bored? Am I tired? Am I hungry? like what's going on so in that pause we just kind of tune into like the wheel of emotions that are spinning you know around and it's like wheel of fortune right just like tick 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 oh yes that's how I'm feeling right now you know and and exploring that and for me it really came out in in my relationships and my expectations and my yoga practice of this concept of what is boredom? Am I really bored? Is it okay to be bored? You know, like, can we allow ourselves to be bored a little bit more and maybe call it something different? To me, it's just being present, right? Kind of thinking about that. 
what's the difference between boredom and mindfulness, you know? I actually wrote a post about that on Frankie and my honeymoon. I was like, I forget exactly what I wrote, but it was like boredom. And it was like the time that you actually get to relax and think about your life and not busy yourself with achievements and, you know, comparison. Mm -hmm. And it's nice. I think we all, as adults, we should feel some boredom in our life. It's actually, we should feel some boredom. And we don't, it could, I guess freedom, or sorry, boredom is kind of a weird word almost because it sounds negative. I'm sure there is a positive version of the word that you could use, but it's what we call boredom. But if you look at it deeper, you realize it's not boredom. It's just, you're not doing a thousand things. You're just, you're just doing a thousand things. Yeah. God. <laughs> it's, you know, so I love teaching restorative yoga. That's probably one of my favorite types of yoga to teach because it's such a still and slow practice. And when we come charging in from our 50 hour, 60 hour work weeks and you know, the, the more is more mentality, when we come charging into a yoga class with that energy, I'm laying in child's pose for five minutes, we feel bored. And then we think the next thought is, I don't like this. And then it's like, this isn't the type of yoga for me, right? That's like the <laughs> inner dialogue, you know? And it's like, however, what if we allowed ourselves to think, whoa, maybe this is what peace feels like. Maybe this is what peace feels like. And I just don't allow that sensation. I don't invite it in. And this is actually what peace feels like, right? So, you know, ultimately, isn't that what we're trying to achieve is to escape the chaos? I don't know, <laughs> you know, but learning to just sit in the stillness and especially this time of year seasonally, which is why I'm psyched that we're doing this podcast. Like, I think this is such an awesome time of year to be doing this podcast, right? Like we're in the season of introversion. And we're in the season of both like re reflecting on this past year and you need the time to do that. You need to carve out like serious time to like plan your year ahead, reflect on the year behind or even just the day. So I think, you know, for everyone listening, it's, I'm hoping that, that this conversation sort of inspires at least the inner dialogue to start of what if or what would that be like because for me that's how it started was just a what would it be like and then I was just like all right whatever I'm just gonna do it you know the timing aligned for me but it's such a great time of year to do these these type of practices where everyone's sort of turning in and recovering from the holidays and everything yeah and that's cool that you just said that because I was about to ask what is the number one action step that you want people to walk away from. So it sounds like step one is simply getting the ball rolling of people thinking like, what would it be like to turn off my phone? Or what would it be like to get a normal alarm clock and not use my phone the last hour of the day or the first hour of the day or something, right? So do you have anything specific that you want to say that you want everyone to do leaving today? Yeah, I think, you know, that's always great to have an action item. I would say, first of all, you know, reflect on the dialogue that came up for you when you were listening to this podcast today at home. So what was your yeah, but, right? And there were probably a few of them like, yeah, but I use my alarm clock. Yeah, but I'm a social worker and I'm on call and I use my phone or, you know, there's so many, right? Yeah, but I'm a mom. Write down like your three yeah, buts 
and just kind of reflect on that for a couple of days and problem solve. Because I know if you're listening to this, po- this podcast, you're probably the type of person who is a problem solver and, you know, likes to implement change, right? So you're, you know, I'm guessing, okay, with that assignment, like a little home play of just reflect on that. Step one, anytime we do something, we want to be gentle with ourselves and we do it, right? So step one is what are your objections? Step two is how can we work around those objections? And then maybe it can just be gentle, right? Maybe it could just be, like I said, let's just do lunch without a phone. Let's just do lunch without a phone. You know, that's 25 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe longer, depending on who you are. And, and that doesn't mean like phone on the desk and it's turned upside down. That doesn't, that doesn't count. <laughs> That means like your phone is nowhere within arms or our eyes reach mm-hmm. and maybe even implement what we did before this podcast started of taking three deep breaths. I find that to be helpful. So before lunch, if that's when you're doing your, your social experiment of no phone, take three deep breaths. So maybe you start there or maybe you start uh, once you're implementing this of doing kind of what Janelle and I have um, implemented is like nighttime ritual, right? getting alarm clock or putting it on airplane mode. Take three deep breaths when you get into bed. Think of your intention. Why are you doing this? And kind of revisit it in a week. You know, it, it, it starts small. For me, it was two years of phone outside of my room. And don't get me wrong, it sneaks back in. It really does. Um, <laughs> but with anything that we do, we have to kind of also reflect after. How did that make me feel? It's like anything, right? Before we start, why am I doing this? How do I feel while I'm doing it? And what came from it after, right? That reflection piece to really make it like a well-rounded experience. Um, so it'd be, you know, interesting to hear what comes up for everybody and, and, and how their experience is. Yeah, totally. So if anyone is listening and you are going to try something new, reach out to myself or Natalie. Once again, you can reach out to Natalie at, hold on, pulling it up, at Yogi. Y-O-G-I underscore on underscore fire and let us know what kinds of things came up for you. And the last thing I'll say is if you're someone who struggles with anxiety and struggles with um, a lot of worry and a lot of stress, this is something that will really help that. Um, will, you know, it's good for everyone, but especially people who have a lot of anxiety and pressure and their mind is always moving a thousand miles an hour. I think that if you're listening and you, if you deal with any of that, I really, 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 uh, what's the word? Beg of you, maybe? <laughs> I encourage, thank you. <laughs> and begs, like some mild begging. Beg! <laughs> I beg that you do some of these action items as far as um, the different types of phone fasts and just the phone vacation, just try it. Just see if it makes you feel and see how it changes you, changes how you're able to connect with the humans around you in person um, and how much more peace you experience. So yeah, Natalie, any closing thoughts before we wrap this on up? Yeah, you know, I just, I love quotes and a quote just came to me when you were sharing about peace and and lack of anxiety and all of that. And, you know, we started with three deep breaths and conversations like this are just a reminder that you, you decide 
you decide how mindful you want to live your life, right? You get to decide how much you can experience from this life. And the more we're present, the more we see. There's so much to pay attention to all the time. So Thich Nhat Hanh, who's a Tibetan philosopher, uh, he always says, we're three deep breaths away from being free. Mm. You know, three deep breaths away from being free. So it's so simple. So it's the small things, right? It's the mindful conversations. It's the three deep breaths. It's trying to get off your phone. Give it a good shot. Like those are what make a difference, truly. Mm. So those are my closing thoughts there. I you can love it. Thank you so much, I, Natalie. I I love your energy. You and you. Know what's cool, you guys? Like, I'm sure you can experience it over podcasts. But even like when you're with this girl, she is so. Her energy is so peaceful and encouraging and uplifting. So I hope each one of you guys felt that during this podcast and know that if you practice some of the things that she's practicing, you will probably experience that type of energy shift as well. And it's awesome. Really fun to be friends with you, Natalie. So thank you for being on the podcast today. And we will Yes, of course. Well, we will talk to you soon. Bye.